This is the Simply Love Jesus podcast, where we explore life and faith through the lens of one question, which is what does it mean to simply love Jesus? I'm your host, Caleb Davis, and with me is Mr. Jacob New. What's up? And then Mr. Griffin Stewart will be joining us here in just a moment. I think he's getting himself some Taco Bell or something like that. Um, but, you know, it's, a, it's, it's currently... Well, let's see. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say what day it is. Let me say. Let me say what day it's going to be when you're listening. So, by the time you're listening to this listener, beautiful listener, it will be December 16th, which means we'll be one week away from Christmas. And uh, you know, currently it's December 11th for us. But f- well, you know, the day that you're probably listening to this, it'll be December 18th. It's a. It's a Monday. For us, it's a Wednesday night, but you know, it's all right. And you know, it's it's it's, a, it's it's Christmas is right around the corner, and. I don't know if it's just me, Jacob. Maybe you can confirm this too. Is it just me, or is like Christmas has not felt nearly as Christmassy this year? No, I feel the same way. I don't know if it's because I'm not at home, or like because I'm at college now, or like one maybe once I go home it'll feel more Christmassy. But no, man, it's the same here. Like, yeah, I asked all this, I asked all of our students tonight, and I was like, does it just not feel as Christmassy this year? And everyone's like, yes. And I think I, my theory, my conspiracy conspiracy theorists coming out, I think it's because of all the outrage culture that we have in our society today. And I think all of this massive everyone getting offended by every little thing that now we've kind of pushed out and our selfish nature and our selfish desires and you know it's all very me focused and everything has made has pushed out the christmas spirit so to speak so that's my that's my that's my theory i think that's actually a pretty good theory because like if people are getting offended by the word christmas itself eventually like the whole culture is gonna kind of die down i guess so yeah, for sure, and I think it. I, th- I I think that's a byproduct of it. I th- I personally think the major contributor is that our culture has become so self-centered and so self-absorbed and narcissistic that we it's so it's all about us, and so our our desire to promote this you know a, the time of giving, so to speak. If you're looking at it from a simply secular perspective, Christmas from a secular perspective has always been about a time of generosity and giving and with such a me focused culture it is now it's been pushed out it's been a it's it's a it's a me focused culture and we've dwindled down the need for generosity and so that's my that's where i'm putting my chips yeah (laughs) it's a good bet a good bet so yeah well we uh we just finished we just finished out of our series i believe and now we're going into another season uh where we're gonna we're just gonna go through and kind of just every episode is gonna be its own its own topic and so today's episode as we get ready to strap ourselves in we're talking about dating romance Mm. (laughs) and so if uh if you follow our podcast if you enjoy what we talk about we primarily are using instagram and so if you would love to follow us and give us your support we uh, i think the biggest support is just you know commenting on our posts and letting us know that you're listening and that's just honestly the biggest this is the biggest encouragement to us because we know that we have you know several several listeners and it's it's been it's such an encouragement to do this podcast for you all. But you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter uh, at, at at SLJ Ministries. And if you especially if you have Instagram or even Facebook, you can like us on Facebook as well. But we found most of our listeners are tuning in through you know they they follow us on Instagram first. So uh, follow us on Instagram at SLJ Ministries. If we would really appreciate if you would comment and let us know. If you're enjoying the show, if you have topics you want us to cover, 
and even what your thoughts have been on previous episodes. Um, and, you know, other ways that you can also show your support of the podcast is by visiting our website at, at uh, www.simplylovejesus.com. And you can go on there and purchase apparel that will, you know, challenge challenge you to get out there and to do something with your faith. We have, you know, our hoodie is is on up there right now where it says, how can I pray for you? So you can get yourself one of those hoodies and just create opportunities to pray for others and be and bring a bring back the Christmas spirit. That's what we <laughs> need to do. <laughs> bring back the Christmas spirit. And so, <laughs> and yeah. That being said, we're gonna go ahead and get ready to dive right in to our our topic. But before we do that, let's go ahead and pray uh, just for our listeners, and then we'll pray for the episode. And yeah. So aside from Aside from finals, Jacob, how can how can I pray for you? Uh, just pray that safe travels tomorrow and on Saturday because mm. I'm taking somebody to yeah. an airport like an hour away. So, wow. safe travels that'll be fun. Yeah, hey, have some good conversation. And yeah, maybe maybe throw on the podcast. And- <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no, just ask some good questions and invest in that person. Yeah, uh, that's good. Yeah, and then as for me, man, I'm just dealing with some some hard stuff and yeah. some personal. I I really pray for a transformation for several of my friends who this this is kind of affecting. I've got a lot of friends right now who are who are just who are not living honestly, and they're and it's, it's so unfortunate because you see the you see the potential in their life and you see the the fire in their heart for that they once had for for Jesus and loving Him, and when they you know they they walk away from that in how they're living their life, it's it's sad. And you just hope that they would see the joy and be convicted of what's going on in their hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me go ahead and pray for us, and then we'll get things rolling, 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 rolling. That's a, that's a song <laughs> from... Uh, yeah, it is. It's a song from uh, Fifle Goes West, The American Adventure. Huh. Do you even, do you even know got, that movie? No. It's good movie, good movie. All right, well, let me pray. Uh, God, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for all that you've given us, and we just ask that uh, you help Jacob in his finals, you help me in my finals, as I'm also studying as well, and uh, and getting ready for that, and we pray for... Uh, Jacob, as he's getting ready to you know, take someone to the airport, and we just pray for some intentional conversations there. We pray for the people in our life who are who are not living in a way that glorifies you, and are people who formerly claim to love you, but that the their secret they have a life that is not reflecting that, and they they're they're living with a mask on, and on the mask they would say they love Jesus, but behind the mask they reveal that they don't value the things that they that you value, and they don't honor you and your word. And so we just pray for those people that you would, in the weirdest way, God, you would crush them and you would, and in the midst of the crushing, you would, you would mold them and shape them to glorify you and that you, your love, your irresistible love and your overwhelming love in just the greatest way that would just be so evident in their life that they would realize how you are truly the greatest and most amazing person in this universe, and you know the best for us, and you have the greatest plan for our lives. And so we thank you for all that you've given us. And oh gosh, we say it. Amen.
Well, we have Mr. Griffin Stewart has decided to join us. Griffin, did you use my Taco Bell gift card? I did. I used all of it except 40 cents, so thank you. Ah, uh, that's good. 40 cents, man. That's some of them cinnamon twists right there. <laughs> 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 that's good. Uh, well, here we are in another episode, and each of these episodes for this season is we're really going to just be going through and, and kind of just getting into the the core of our of our mission our, our our vision statement for this podcast is getting into the core of why of the whole point of this podcast and even the description of how it will be give to others which is this podcast is all about exploring life and faith through the lens of one question which is what does it mean to simply love Jesus and so now that we've gotten this is our 22nd episode now that we've gotten 21 episodes into this thing we figure we've built a big enough base that now we can finally get to the core of why we're doing this podcast and going through different topics of life and faith and exploring it through the philosophy of simply loving Jesus and how loving Jesus and this philosophy of simply love Jesus shapes my understanding of how to approach different topics in life and in faith and so for this episode we are bushing out the big guns starting strong and talking about romance (laughs) talking about dating boyfriends and girlfriends and you're getting all of it from three completely single dudes. So <laughs> watch yourself, dude. Doesn't oh make us gosh. less credible. True. That is very true. It doesn't make us less credible. And I think just because we've all been we've all experienced dating at one level or another. And ultimately, it's my experience does not neglect the truth. You know, I, I had a friend when I was uh, in high school and we were we, I was talking to them about how premarital sex is unhealthy for you before marriage. It's not just unhealthy, but it also doesn't honor God. But even on a psychological, neurological level, uh, there's it's not healthy for you. And an emotional level, but primarily the biggest thing is that premarital sex is not honoring to God and it's not his will for us. And the friend that I was talking to they said, well, how do you know it's not good? Like, how do you know it's bad? You've never had sex. And I, and my comeback to them was, well, have you ever had cancer? And they're like, no. And I was like, well, how do you know it kills people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because you've learned through the experience of others. You've known people who've had cancer. And in the same way, I don't have to have sex to know, it's, to know that having sex before marriage is bad. It's I've seen it through the experience of other people. And I've watched how it's destroyed their lives and is shaped in distorted and corrupted and perverted their mindsets to to now shape it as something that was beautiful to now be something that has been corrupted by our selfish nature and brings brokenness into our life and into our hearts and into our souls so yeah going on the same lines of that like you don't have to you you don't have to experience a relationship to just look into god's word and see what like biblical love looks like oh exactly that being said, now, granted, that's sex. That's a different topic. We'll talk for a different day. We're going to strictly keep it within the the confines of dating. I'll, I'll ask you a simple question first. How do you think that dating has changed within, like, the past, say, 30 years? Mm. Yeah. I think dating has changed in the past 30 years in multiple ways. I think multiple things have affected it. Uh, primarily when a lot of people 
in the past 30 years dating was kind was part of dating was looking to find the one it was the one that you wanted to be with you know you think of i think of you know my have several people like my parents for example if they when they were dating it's because they're looking for someone they want to spend their life with they're looking for someone who their their one true love and a lot of that is also influenced by even disney for example it's always these fairy tale princess movies where the prince charming comes and and wakes up sleeping beauty or or you know whoever and, and he comes and and it's now this beautiful fairy tale moment you live happily ever after but now dating has become a lot more about selfish desires and pleasure and fulfilling pleasures and just going out and being wild and crazy and promiscuous and so being going out there and being promiscuous and living that selfish life is 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 a primarily what has dominated a lot of dating today, yeah, in my opinion. Dude, I I have a friend who, I think around this time last year, she was dating this guy, and they've been dating for about like it was like two and a half years or something. I was like, I asked her, I said, where do you think your guys' relationship is going to end up? Like, do you think you would end up marrying him? And she's like, oh heck no. I'm like, mm. are you kidding me? It's like, mm. what's the point even to be dating at that yeah. point? It's like, yeah, yeah, that's sad. Dating has definitely become more of a selfish um, fulfillment than it has a search for love. Yeah, I think it's cha- a large. There's a lot of contributors in society that have contributed to this because there were definitely people 30 years ago who were living promiscuously and oh, yeah, were just dating for the sake mm-hmm. of dating, but it was a lot less common. Yeah, like like you said, and, with like the, sorry to interrupt. Sorry, no, like, like you said yeah. with like the Disney movies and how that kind of paints a picture of like the the perfect love. You know, like look at the movies that we have nowadays and like how and like the music that we have and like how that's affected our mm-hmm. our romance. Yeah, for sure. You think of, you know, even the past, I think there's certain big things that have happened. You've had feminist movement, which I'm not saying that's bad. I was just saying that, you know, some of the things that have happened, there's a lot of things that have encouraged a lot of independence. And in the midst of that independence, you also, the double-edged sword to it is the temptation for more selfish living. Uh, And so you've, you've had different, there's a lot of different things that I like. There's things that come to mind where it's, you have this, the toxic masculinity. Yeah. There's so many, the, and like the, you know, there's even the de, the, even as the opposite route is you have the D what is it? The demasculinizing D D what? Yeah. I don't know what they call that. But I don't know like what they call to make it. Men less. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Less masculine or at least addressing the real issue of like toxic masculinity. But in the midst of that, you have men who aren't being men. And by that, I mean, just being leaders, being genuine, chivalrous leaders who are who are um men who are who are willing to be strong and and there's so much that we can go into that because i want to there's a lot of things i want to correct in a bad stereotype stigma of what a real man is a lot of people think a real man is this guy who's strong who's closed off emotionally that's not what a real man is that's not a leader anyways Mm -hmm. but you know just for lack of better words in the in the process of some of that we have lost even the good what it means to be a good man, what it truly means to be a good man. And so you have, you know, you have a lot of dads who are leaving homes and like, you know, get a girl pregnant and the dad ditches and you have, but at the same time, you also have, 
now this rise, I think even an increased rise of even women who are living promiscuously. And it and it feels like the roles have kind of flipped where when I was younger and in high school, women were it was it was a lot more men who were going around living promiscuously and partying and doing all this stuff. And women were typically the ones who were trying to really save themselves from marriage and wait to meet the right guy. And now with a lot of conversations that I've had with people, it almost seems like the opposite. And I think just maybe it just maybe naturally the the habit of the people I've surrounded myself with, but it almost feels like it's now this opposite where it's all these, I mean, a lot of guys who are just like saving themselves and trying to be an honest, good guy. And it's hard to find honest, good women out there. <laughs> it's Yeah. I wouldn't even say that it's opposite. I would just say that both of them are just so, yeah. just like drugged up on this need for, for like temporary fulfillment that it's just insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Jacob, what are your thoughts, man? You've been a little, a little quiet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was just thinking about dating in general, just there. And uh, my mind just went on a whole different uh, track. So I was thinking, uh, what's like the purpose of dating is, I mean, I think it should be for everyone to find a future spouse, future, uh, future someone that you'd marry whether it be wife or husband Mm -hmm. and um things that you should have like before you date like like what what you need to have before you date someone i think that you should follow the commandment of simply loving jesus because that's like the big command and once you have that uh make sure that you have a good base and good support group around you that will tell you if it's the wrong person i think that's like a huge thing mm. if you can have that i don't know mine i was completely off of what you guys that's like no no no, no for sure no dude yeah. dating is like if you go in blind and you don't have a game plan man you will it it has the it has a very dangerous potential to ruin a lot of aspects in your life yeah absolutely well def- we're going to touch back on something that you'd said jacob but taking a taking a step back for a second i think even a more a harder challenge is recognizing that they didn't have dating in the Bible. Like it wasn't, you didn't date. And yeah. it was, yeah. you was, you, you know, now granted and sister, husband and wife. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, it, yeah. it was like literally, it was literally, you know, you walk up and I want to marry your daughter. Here were five goats and silver and five silver pieces or whatever. Yeah. And then the dad would decide whether this man is suitable to marry his daughter. And then they'd have their, you know, they would, I'm not 100% positive, but there, there's, there is a process of courtship, so to speak. Like there was a process where the daughters would have a fair say in who they would marry. Now, obviously, that's not always the case because it ultimately it was more about what the father decided. Some fathers would be honorable and want their daughter's opinion. Others, it's more just transactional. But you would just have, and then through that, you would have an arranged marriage, and they would get married. And that was it. You didn't have dating. And the hard, the difficult part is like you even see this today in like India, for example. You see many couples who their arranged marriage and they end up very happy because they learn what it means to love someone as a choice. Someone who were, you were forced to marry and you now have to live with this person. And through that, they learn what it means to love them as a choice. So it's so difficult when like dating is not even at present in uh, it's not even present in the in the Bible, at least in how we have defined it and we see it play out today. So the issue is that there's with dating being so different today, 
a huge issue is the fact that it the longevity of dating you know you think you have to date someone for like what one three three to five years or whatever before you get married in between that time there's so much room and opportunity for temptation and sin and all these other things that you just wouldn't have back in biblical times Uh, it's and i think that's an added pressure and an added issue within dating today and i think that's what makes it more and more difficult one of the biggest changes I think that we've seen in dating is that dating used to be like an action, you know, like you would explore your options and see who's a good fit for you. But now it's just turned into, to a status, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's turned into a status. I I think it's always kind of been like that in a sense. There's always been this kind of status expectation and people still kind of do that today where they're still kind of looking for the person that's right for them. But a lot of them as and I think what you're alluding to is some of them just date for the sake that they can say they're dating someone. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. that's also where it's unhealthy. Now, taking that, let's let's back into a little bit of what Jacob was talking about and explore how does this one question shape the way that we approach dating? And this question is, what does it mean to simply love Jesus? How does that question shape the way that we see dating? So to recap for those, if this is your first time listening, here's what it means to simply love Jesus. Simply love Jesus is the idea that everything should start and revolve around loving Jesus. And we explain this philosophy, this idea, through kind of a a cycle. And it starts with a question, which is what does it mean to simply love Jesus? We encourage Christians to ask this question so they will challenge themselves to love Jesus more because of what he has done to show us that he first loved us by dying for us and rising from the grave so that we can have an abundant and eternal life. Uh, And so to summarize that, we say that the first step to simply loving Jesus is understanding that Jesus simply loves you. And the more that we ask this question, the more we should desire to know who he is, which is that second kind of point to know. Just as a relationship with another person requires us to intimately know that person, a true reflection of God's love for us should naturally lead us to want to know who God is, not just as a sovereign king and creator who is Lord over everything, but as a person who unconditionally loves us. We believe that by the power of the Holy Spirit, there are many ways we can learn who God is as a person. Three of these are through prayer, reading and studying the Bible, and through serving others. And the closer we are to him, the closer he is to us. The more we learn about who he is, the more we understand how to authentically love him. And one of the greatest ways that we can show God that we authentically love him is by loving people. We believe that the Bible is abundantly clear that God loves all people. And according to Jesus, 
Deuteronomy 6.5 and Leviticus 19.18 form one singular and greatest commandment, which is love the Lord your God with all of your heart and all of your soul, all of your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. The more we authentically love God, the more we will sincerely love other people, not just the people who believe in Jesus, but also the people who don't. In other words, the closer I am to God, the greater my love for people will be. Now, this pursuit of loving others just as God loves us helps remind us of our purpose as a Christian, which is to love God with everything we have so that we can love others and prepare the world for his soon return. And the reminder of our purpose as a Christian should excite us not about not only what God wants for us, but what he wants to do through us and how he has a desire to use anyone who believes in him to make his plan for the his plan for the world become a reality. Recognizing this purpose helps us see how small we are in his comparison to his holiness, but equally joyful that he wants to include us in his plans, knowing we do not have what it takes to fulfill our purpose as a Christian using our own power. We have to surrender to the reality that the only way we can do this is when we are being used through God's power. So the more I seek Jesus, the more I need Jesus. To be empowered by God requires us to know him. To know him requires us to desire him. For us to desire him, we have to ask one question which sparks a never-ending cycle that this idea revolves around, which is what does it mean to simply love Jesus? Now, explaining that philosophy, that idea, how does dating, hearing all of that, how does how does my mind change about how I view dating, hearing all of that and, and seeing that weave and shape and churn and, and, and shape my understanding of what it means to authentically have a God honoring dating relationship? I think yep. first off, you're, oh, no, go okay, ahead, Jacob. Yeah. Uh, I think first off that uh, you're not going to have a true God honoring dating relationship if you aren't truly honoring God and all that we do to our best efforts if we aren't simply loving Jesus like you're saying uh, then we won't be able to have Mm. a good authentic God honoring relationship with another person yeah kind of adding on what Jacob said if you're not like satisfied and you're not right with God before like if you're not if you're not how do I put this if you're not satisfied with like where you are in your singleness, you will not be satisfied where you are in a relationship. Mm. Yeah. That's good stuff. Well, think about this even when I'm approaching a dating relationship, when I ask that question, what does it mean to simply love Jesus? That stirs in me a desire and understanding that I should sit the first step to understanding that or the first step to simply loving Jesus is understanding that Jesus simply loves me. The more I understand and ask that question, it churns in me a desire to seek him and to know who he is as a person. When I know who he is as a person, I know what he likes, I know what he loves, and I know what he values. And if I know what he values, when I think in the dating relationship world, it, it, I, it, what he values shapes what I should value. So if I understand that God values sexuality and that it's designed 
for marriage, then when I approach a dating relationship, then it shapes and my love for God shapes and, and encourages and motivates my desire to know that like, no, I shouldn't have sex before marriage because that is not what that's not what God values. It's going to hurt him. It's it's not his desire and not what he wants for my relationship with him. So if I truly love him, I'm when I'm pursuing this person, I shouldn't want to I shouldn't want to desire and pursue these things like sex before marriage because that's not going to honor what he desires. It's not going to value what he values. When I pursue God, what it does is it shapes me to be Jesus, to be like Jesus. And it I treat the people like Jesus would treat people. So I honor and respect and value the other person and in my pursuit of them, my desire is to even bring them to Jesus, to to reflect Jesus, that they would love Jesus. So that's sh- how, that, like, even hearing that, how does that shape the the dynamic and how and how you would pursue someone in a relationship? How does that change that than what we typically see in dating? Pursuing a relationship that would be honoring to God and that would be loving Jesus. I feel like. <clears throat> you would have to have every intention to make it like the most honoring to God in like yeah. every situation. So how do you do that? Yeah, that that comes in a lot of forms. I mean, whether it's like obviously I then you get to the the area where like should you do this with your girlfriend or is this something that you should wait to do with your wife because you guys are you guys are not uh legally bound together you know like you you should still be independent people but like do you read the bible together do you pray together do you keep each other accountable i would think so yeah because your desire is to if you're if your honest desire is to pursue that person and and you want to truly see whether you want to be with that person if that's a person's a spouse for you i think honestly one of the best things you could do for your dating relationship is pray together and read your bible together because here's the thing here's what's going to happen if god is true if when you are praying together and sincerely reading the bible together you're putting god as the most important thing in your relationship so if he's in the center of your relationship what that's going to do is confirm some things one what it's going to do is if you're both honestly seeking Jesus, if God is revealing to you that, hey, this is the person is not the right person for you, both of you are going to be like, hey, I just don't think we're right for each other. And that's just going to be okay because Jesus is at the center of it and he has both confirmed that in both of you. Now, at the same time, let's say you're both honoring and seeking Jesus and it's not that God's going to give you magical clarity that this is the one because the one is not a biblical concept, but it's that if you're loving that person you're going to honor and and respect and serve them the way that Jesus honor like Jesus serves us and loves us and so that's yeah. putting such healthy habits in the midst of that relationship i mean just imagine how would it change the way that we we ha- handle conflict and argue in couple as couples if we're if god is like the number one thing that's shaping us <laughs> i think just uh, kind of like what you were saying uh prayer and just making sure that you're growing uh, close to God while you're grow- growing closer to that person. Yeah. If you aren't, if your relationship with God slows down at all, when you pick up a relationship with another person, then it's unheld. It's not a God honoring relationship because you want to keep God at the central point. So I think another healthy thing and a practical thing to do in a dating relationship is to serve together. 
don't serve in a church. I would say find a way to serve outside of church. Find something different that you can serve. Serve somewhere else and find some way to be to serve other people together. Uh, I think that's a that's another healthy thing that you could be doing. Not saying that you can't serve in church. As well, well. Not you, yeah, not that you can't serve in the church, but I think it's healthy to serve your community outside of church because you mm-hmm. don't want to restrict. Ser- it's so easy to serve in church, you know. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. easy to serve in church. I like you, you should discipline ourselves and and put ourselves out there and and find different ways to impact our communities. Mm-hmm. How does my how does an authentic relationship with God and and loving Him and serving Him how does that change the way I handle conflict? Like you just say, you and your girlfriend are arguing, or if you're a girl listening to this, you and your boyfriend are arguing. How does a authentic pursuing, like simply loving Jesus, how does that shape the way that I argue with someone if I'm, you know, my the other person? I mean, the yeah. first thing that comes yeah, to my that's head. A good question. Oh, oh yeah, the first thing that comes to my head is uh, be quick to listen and slow to speak. Mm. Okay. Yeah, James one nineteen. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Boom. Next. When you say that, I think of I've been reading through the Gospel of Luke, and it talks about how a lot of times, like Jesus, kind of not really got in arguments because he always won them like flat out, but like how he was always in these little uh, disputes with these Pharisees, and like I'm trying to think of how he like handled those and how he. Well, was- he also he always answered questions with questions. Mm-hmm. He was tried to he tried to unveil their fundamental assumption. That's a yeah, yeah. But I guess what I'm trying to get at that is Jesus never came at the Pharisees with hate or just yeah. with the the desire to to win. Yeah, you know, he, he came yeah out yeah them yeah with truth. Yeah, he came out with them with the truth, and it wasn't out of this desire to be I'm right and you're wrong. It mm-hmm. was a yeah, exactly. no. This is the truth, and this is what it really means to honor God. And I think that's so practical in a relationship when you're arguing about something. It's not about who's winning or losing. It's about l- observing and say, hey, what's the most God honoring thing right now? And if both of you are hurt, then that's the thing that needs to be addressed because we're here. God loves people and he has a heart for people to shape and to show compassion. So in the midst of that, if both of you are hurt in a relationship and you need to come together and, and you're having an argument and it's about one of you or both of you being hurt, then as in humility, your love for God should shape to say, you know what? I'm upset right now, but can I hear why you're hurting? How did I hurt you? And then it comes back. It's putting others before yourself and coming back. How did I hurt you? Let me hear your heart first and then come back and say, okay, is it okay if I can share how I've been hurt? And now you've created this reconciliation between the two of you and you're able to communicate both of your hearts. Yeah, dude. Oh gosh. Pride can just destroy relationships. Like for example, obviously this isn't anything romantic, um, but me and my brother, used to just get in these stupid fights. And it, it wasn't because w- one of us was necessarily wrong. It's just because we wanted to be right, you know? And that, that literally just damaged our relationship so, so bad. And, and until we got over our pride, it, our relationship was just, we always had to be right and we, we would never get along.
what else does it shape in in dating relationships so what is another there's arguing but what's another dating another another aspect in a dating relationship that simply loving jesus and and seeking god and knowing god and shaping how what is another practical area that it should shape so we've talked about how we argue but what else I mean, we kind of already talked about it a little bit, but uh, just how you spend your time together. Uh, mm. We talked about like serving and prayer. And- yeah. How you spend your time together and who you spend your time together with. Mm. You know, if, if, I think it, I think it's unhealthy if a couple's only desire is to always be alone. Because mm. if you're both alone, yeah. it's going to get hot and steamy real quick if you ain't careful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so it's it's you want to spend time with other people. Why? Because my love for God shapes me to know who he is. And the more that I know who he is, I'm going to have a authentic love for people. So even in a dating relationship, you as a couple should have a desire to be surrounded by other people so that you can influence them to simply love Jesus and to love that and to care for them and to be surrounded in the laughter and the fellowship. And what else? What's another practical level area practical area i'm trying to think of like breakups in a way or like maybe like detecting red flags because yeah if you are realizing that your relationship is pulling you away from god instead of pulling you towards god mm-hmm. um i just believe that a godly Preach relationship it. should be revolved around building each other towards like making each other more like christ mm. amen <laughs> preach it okay uh yeah you're yeah you're right looking for red flags how does your how does your love for jesus help you to discern red flags this holy spirit how does the spirit yeah, help that, you discern yeah. red flags you know well i mean just like what you were saying is you have to look at what god finds sacred yeah exactly you have to look at what god finds sacred and i was just telling this to jacob earlier trust your instincts mm-hmm. the spirit will communicate to you and you have your own personal instincts, but there's also discerning the spirit and the spirit communicating to you. Uh, and I have too often in my life ignored my instincts, which have always been right. Like I have this weird yeah, gift amen. where my <laughs> instincts are so I am so uh, not to sound pride for anything, but I'm very uh, highly intuitive and you to the point that if you come to me with a serious conversation i probably already know what you want to talk about and so because and whether and there's so many things in my relationships where i have ignored my instincts and to this day there's never been a time where i have ignored my instincts and it didn't play out good like it's always yeah, played conviction, out bad conviction is a it's quite the thing man yeah, I've, if, I've realized over the years I have a very strong sense of conviction. <laughs> that's good. That's really good. And keep that, man. Don't sacrifice that because there's many times where I've dated girls and I have ignored my instincts and I and I regret it because there were it was things that I I was subconsciously picking up on that I chose to ignore and then it cost me heartbreak because those people betrayed me. They were dishonest. They back. They you know cheated on me whatever there is there's stories after stories i could tell you of times where i things that they did that i already knew were coming and i chose to ignore it and just prayed and hoped that it didn't happen yeah, when dude. in fact it happened anyways oh gosh yeah well we just want to thank you i think we're going to start shut it off now and you know we'll keep you wanting for more and <laughs> we'll go and dive into another topic please follow us 
on Instagram at SLJ Ministries. Let us know what you thought of this episode today and give us suggestions for other topics you'd like for us to cover. We hope that you really learned something today. And yeah, we're just we're just so grateful that you would you would you would listen to us and that you would you would listen to what we're talking about today. Uh, the music that we are using for this episode, uh, one is by CYGN and it is called love is uh it's called love is weakness love is weakness very fitting and uh ironically the next episode the next song that we also use is by sofa sound and it's called love is a river interesting (laughs) and uh the other song that we also use is is by um delayed and the song is called flashes of calm so those are all provided to us by chill hop music very grateful for them allowing us to use their music in our podcast all they ask is that we just you know give them credit and so we really appreciate them letting us use their music great stuff good stuff all the goodness so thank you all for tuning in for another great episode of simply love jesus let us know how we can pray for you and boom <laughs>